I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Coming up on TMS, fiddly diddly in the corner. What's in the witcher's pocket? Arrow through the axe hole. Combo meal of kindness. He's a two-hit wonder. Get the F out of my seats. The Yakuza with a dragon tattoo. On Southwest... Nads fly free. No stinky Russell brandiness. Yakuza Hitman makes appointment. Don't trust any of those names. Joining the Mile High Club solo. Achy breakies lead to Miley's. Don't be iest. Tramp 64 had the best tramps. Randy hates on Zevon and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. If you ever get super glue on your glasses, do not soak them in acetone. All the cracker barrels. Now picture that, but everywhere. This is the morning stream. Good morning. Welcome to TMS. It is Wednesday, April 6, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson here with Brian Ebbett. Hi, Brian. Hello! Brian is uh, frantically trying to lock in some seats for the right. Multiverse of Madness, which... Uh, F5, F5, F5. Yeah, Where's yeah. F4? I can't remember which... What is I think it? it's F5 on PC, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. But you're probably having a Command R this business. I'm, you... command, I'm not even having to do that because the, the cycling thing just takes me back to the front. At this point, I'm just kind of... Well, let's let's explain what's going on because <laughs> we've kind of jumped right into it. Uh Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness tickets have gone on sale this morning. Yeah. And uh, AMC Theaters sent me a great email saying, hey, come on, get your, you're an A-list. Come on, get a ticket for you and your entourage member and and come on, come yeah. see the movie. It was them who told, who said to you, come he get said, them. Exactly. And yeah. then they put me in a queue for a couple minutes saying, okay, hold on, we're getting everything ready for you. There were a couple people ahead of you in line, yeah. but you know, yeah. but when we're ready for you, we'll take you. And then they took me, and uh, I'm still in this loop of, oh, uh, pick your seats. All right, hold on. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Dot, Sorry, dot, try again. Dot, pick dot, your dot. seats. Yeah, it should let you save. Well, that'd be a nightmare if the whole system's borked, but if they could let you save your session so it knew what seats you had already pre-picked, and then if yeah. refreshing all that, all that refreshing should do at that stage is refresh the next point of the purchase, not having to pick your seats all over again. That's my a, my thinking is that system. somebody else is picking the same seats or has already picked the same seats and the system hasn't logged the bin yet. Um, oh, could be so, that. Yeah. 
Yeah. But remember uh, when we were talking about the F seats? Yeah, the I was F trying seats. to get? Yeah. They, they're sold now. Oh, I don't if... know why. How are people getting in and I can't? You what should, the heck? You should jump up some letters. Go up to the... Um... <laughs> I, I moved back to J. No, you're back to the Js. Because right. uh, G, H, and I are all like the, the five middle clusters are all taken. So I'm going back to... You know, these are these are uh, uh, big... Uh, big theaters. I could sit anywhere except the front two rows and be totally fine. Yeah, front. If you get way in the front, you're you're gonna ruin your neck. It won't be good. Oh God, yeah. The multiverse yeah. of uh, neck pain. I saw. I think we saw, um, Mission Impossible Four in those seats. It was like one of the first times they had. Ooh, jeez. Um, yeah. What a what a rough <laughs> movie to see with, <laughs> with your neck crane. Um, yeah, I think. Tickets were almost sold out. All that was left was the front row. But this was one of the first times that recliner seats were available. And I was like, oh, well, let's try the front row. You know, it's recliner. We can kind of lay back and watch. Yeah. And no, even with the recliner, you're like... You're still uh, looking side uh, to side. Yeah. Was that the it's one like, with uh, Henry it's Cavill? Like having battling dentists saying, turn your head to the left. No, can you turn your head to the right? No, can you turn your head to the oh, left? Oh, that'd be a nightmare. I don't want that ever yeah. in my life. Did uh, Was that the Henry Cavill one, the fourth one? Is that the one he was in? <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. So Ghost any, Protocol? <laughs> I think it was Ghost right? Protocol. If you guys have never yeah. seen Ghost Protocol, or even if you have and you didn't notice, next time you watch it, just watch <laughs> his pocket while he's in the bathroom. Because <laughs> he does this thing right. where he does his arm cock. It's in the trailer as well. And yeah, uh, he's yeah. about to beat up Tom Cruise in the bathroom. And he does it. And when he does it, his shirt goes from a pocketless button down mm-hmm. to almost the exact same shirt, but with a pocket. With a pocket, with a button. And yeah. it's clearly digital and it's clearly kind of a goof. It's a continuity goof. And it had had the pocket not appeared, you'd never even notice there was anything going uh, on. You know, the but, devil's yeah. advocate here, I've seen people in that movie rip their Tom Cruise face off and it's somebody else underneath. Why couldn't he have a shirt that he does this like with his arms and all of a sudden it's got pockets? It's like... Now I can beat you up, and I have capacity for pens, uh, some business cards, <laughs> right? Exactly, a protector. <laughs> can you? Can you have a handkerchief? Yeah, hold on one sec. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, I kind of like that better. That whole world is a better world. <laughs> I'm into it. That's the world. That's the world we want to be in. Yeah, yeah, he was actually really good in that. I liked that. He was, yeah. Um, and he didn't have a. And he didn't have a mustache, to, or he did have a mustache, but he didn't have to cover it up. No, in fact, I think the reason they had to cover it up was because yeah. he was filming that. Because of this movie. Yeah. Why didn't they just have him wear a fake mustache? I've never understood that. Oh yeah, like, that's a really good point. Instead of it won't. It don't, it's not like we're old Hollywood where you got to paint it on or something. Just put on a right, good fake right. mustache. It'll look just like his. And then when he's done, he goes over to Zach's place. He can film his Superman business. Right. Never understood that. It was really weird. Like it's so backwards. It's like, which, which is the easier thing? A mustache is a pretty thing? easy thing. If we've learned anything from the little rascals, it's that a mustache is an easy thing to procure yeah. and put on your face. Yeah. What's harder? Do the mustache fake mustache that looks real mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. can now take off and film your other movie, or take the time, effort, and whatever to grow a real mustache and then not be able to shave it? So the whole CGI team has to come up with a method to make Henry Cavill's lip look normal. <laughs> like that's so backwards. Yeah. yeah. Who was in yes. charge? What are you doing? All right. What is the deal? What's the deal? Anyway, so we'll keep an eye on this as the show goes on. Brian will give us updates, and uh, we'll see if you get your tickets or not. If there's any point where you say, 
Brian? What do you think of that? And I go, huh? What? What? That's because uh, <laughs> I've decided to move to a new row. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm weighing my options. Oh, well, this one's pretty good. Close to the bathroom. Mm. Is there any chance that this could just end in, in a nightmare scenario of, okay, well, all the seats are gone. I guess I don't get a ticket. Totally. Easily could happen. Okay. Easily. I'm prepared for that. You know, That listen. sucks. How are they getting in is what I want to know. I want to know how how F11 and F12, I want to know how they got their seats specifically. I'd like you Those to walk up to right them there. with a camera, with your phone out when you go. <laughs> F, F12 and F11 and go, excuse yes. me, I would like to know what's going on. And these two nerds will look at you like, what the frick is this guy doing? I'd be like, hey, hey, I had these seats. <laughs> <laughs> these were mine, damn it. I picked them before you did. Yeah. They just didn't let me have them, but yeah. they were mine. Yeah, so enjoy them. When, uh, so enjoy them. I'll be back up there in H. Yeah, yeah. Keep it. You better have an eye on the back of your head because I'll be watching you. You can say exactly. Yes. And then the Marvel thing oh. will start. Yeah. All right. Flipping the little. They do that still. They still come. They kind of combine them now, right? It's like a flip, 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 and then, and then more realistic looking comic art. You're zooming through the letters, backing your way through the letters. And then it's film people. Then it's actual like footage of the characters. I really like how they. I do too. That. Like how that's kind of evolved. I like the DC one too with the, uh, you know, like here's Superman, like a little pose of mm-hmm. Superman. And then here's Batman throwing a batarang. And then here's Wonder Woman throwing a lasso. Woo! Yeah, that's and, pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's the best yeah. thing about the DC movies is that intro. Can I tell you the one I don't like? Yeah. It's the one, one of the opening, and I wish I could remember which one it is, but it's got a dude firing an arrow that is going through like three swinging targets that have a little hole. Oh, yeah. And, the and the arrow is going wrong. through all three holes perfectly. Yeah. There is some effed up perspective yeah. in that one, and it throws me out every single time. Like, God, how? why didn't somebody fix that? Somebody Did forgot. Somebody, fix that? somebody forgot the, their, the rules of perspective they learned in high yes. school. That and, arrow, the arrow looks like it's coming from a different angle, because you kind of see, instead of the arrow being straight on like it would normally be, you see the arrow way, way worse of an angle. Somebody than, uh, somebody in our chat's got to have a link to that intro. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will have I'm that. a giant fan of that, though. When I was younger, I used to think, man, I could a job for me that would be cool. I remember mm-hmm. as like a teenager going, wouldn't it be cool to be the, one of those people that made those nifty pre-roll oh, yeah. things like the the Ridley Scott one, the Scott Free one? I love that one. Which is like that mm-hmm. weird-looking dude that's like in the dark, it's like painted, and then he runs away with a light and then yes. he flies into a yes. bird form or whatever. It's one of the coolest things ever ever made. And once in a while they'll do a shortened version of it and I get mad because I'm like, "No, you have <laughs> you, it's a piece of art. You don't shorten it. You play the whole thing." Right. Right. This is exactly. a Ridley Scott movie. This it's is... going to be three and a half hours anyway. You may as well put an extra two seconds on there, you bastard. You don't. You don't partially sign your name on some of your uh, artwork. You sign your whole damn name on your artwork. Right. Straight. Straight up true, Brian. There it is. What oh, you yeah, said. TSD Entertainment. So look at the way that arrow is sticking out of that last axe. I guess they're axes with a hole in them. I don't understand that either. I don't get but that. But the arrow clearly is not in the direction that it came from. That dude way behind all of those axes shooting it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> up to the wrong side here. It's, like, it's, it's the magic arrow. Back and to the left. Back, back and, to the, and left. to the left. Okay, so yeah. picking it up is cool. Firing it is cool. But then magical pull to the right. It's wrong. Yeah, it's bad. It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. I agree. Mm-hmm. Thanks for finding that. Who was that? Epic Joe Guyart. Thank you very much. Joe Guyart. Epic fail. Uh, <laughs> good job. Not you, Joe Guyart. You're fine. You did great. <laughs> get it? Epic fail? Come yeah, on. Epi- oh, 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 I get it now. I get it now. 
That was good, and it went right over my head That's like an right. arrow. That's all right. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I let them go because people tweet me and say, "Oh, that one, you know, you snuck that one. You didn't think anyone noticed." And I'm like, "Yeah, I did." Sometimes but they sneak. I, yeah, they're sneaky. They're they're and they turn out to be comedy gold. But I yeah. just step over them because I'm not paying attention to the gold in front of me. You know, I'm looking at the dollar way over there. No, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) I've mixed my metaphors once again. Um, All right. Hey, uh, we got uh, some some emails here. One of these is a follow up to that um, fast food deal that we talked about yesterday. My registered complaint about, you know, combo meals being less expensive than a la carte versions of the same food. Right. Right. Uh, Aaron Fielder. He actually said this on Patreon. So I pulled it out of there. Uh, of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash TMS, if you were curious. It says, fast food combo pricing is a psychological trick. They determine that people will actually spend more money because they think they are saving money by buying a combo instead of just the hamburger and the fries. They are more likely to add extra cheese or additional meat patty or a dessert or upsell to a larger meal or milkshake instead of the soda. This sounds like a fascinating science segment for Bobby. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe. Uh, Bobby, I don't know if you ever want to dive into like uh, the psychology marketing psychology. Of, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I but think yeah, he's right. I mean, that's, yeah. it, it shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, you know, they're certainly not saying, you know, let's do a combo meal because it's the nice thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's never going to be out of the kindness of their hearts that they're giving right, you. Exactly. You know what combo. we should do? We should really be nice to people and make it cheaper for them when they buy, if they buy three things instead of just two. Yeah. But, uh, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, <laughs> also got some updates, or somebody, I, I asked for it, and they were delivered. Uh, and yeah, I, I should have cool. reached this. out to Ken because I knew he was there, but we have some. We have a listener who's in Korea, and he's there full-time and knows a lot about Korean stuff. Didn't even think of it, but thankfully he listened and wrote in. Uh, His name is, is Radar O'Reilly. That's right. He heard the choppers. We were the choppers in this scenario. <laughs> he says, uh, hey, Scott, as you know, I have been living in South Korea for 22 years, and yes, I have a tattoo, but in Korea... Tattoos will never stop you from getting into a bathhouse. Interesting. Mm. Tattoos will never stop you from getting into a bathhouse. In fact... They will in Japan, but not in Korea. Not in Korea, I guess. It says, in fact, tattoos are super popular now with the younger generation. Yes, tattoos are associated with organized crime. However, gang tattoos are the typical full back tats of huge-ass dragons and and tigers. So kind of the typical ones we see in like a Yakuza game or something. Yeah, yeah says, but making tattoo parlors illegal would do little to stop the activity because these gangsters' tattoos are all done in-house. Good point. It's not like they're scheduling appointments with legit places. Yes, uh, I'm a, a Yakuza hitman. I'd, I'd really like to have a giant dragon <laughs> on my back. How would you charge? Like, they're not going to do that. They do it in-house. No. They got some guy in there with a with a tattoo unit. There's a built-in guy. They have a guy already who yeah, does that. they yeah. have a guy. Yeah. Like, you don't sit there and go, well, let's see. It's between... The, the flaming pair of dice and the Yakuza dragon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the message. Or the, or the, the anchor that says mom. Yeah, uh, but, let's yeah. go with the Yakuza dragon. I'm yeah. thinking about joining. You have a, a koi fish or uh, <laughs> how about a dragon with like a bunch of language on it about killing everybody? How about that? Anyway, the reason tattoo parlors are illegal in Korea, he says, is because of a court ruling in the 90s. This was around the time eyebrow tattooing became popular in Korea. And, of course, there were lots of places that started to offer this service. This boom came with cheap, shady places that did them and caused infections and other complications. This prompted government action. According to Korean law, any procedure that breaks the skin, causes bleeding, and risks infection requires a, or, uh, requires a medical license. The Korean Supreme Court ruled that tattoos are a medical procedure, so tattoos are not illegal. Putting a tattoo on someone without a medical degree is illegal. Oh. I hope this answers your question. Love the show. So that's interesting. That makes right? great sense. Yeah. yeah. 
I get it. Huh. I mean, I, I, I still feel like maybe what you would want to do is regulate tattoo. You can do regulation of the tattoo world in your country without forcing them uh, to be medical degree holders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can, mm-hmm. we do that here. You, you, you yeah. have rules yeah. you have to live by in tattoo parlors here. Licensing and stuff like that. Cleanliness yeah. checks and making sure and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's like restaurants and food checks. Same thing, you know? Yeah. Same Not a full on medical professional, but you do have to have to know what you're doing and be certified and use clean stuff. Clean stuff. Always use clean stuff. Here's my favorite Always PS though, stuff. or this is a PS I really like. It says just useless trivia, but firefighters in Japan use to, uh, use to, Sorry, used to put tattoos all over their bodies. Getting these tattoos displayed masculinity and courage. They also believe the tattoos would form a spiritual protection from the flames uh, and other hazards while they're being firefighters. Uh, But on a more practical level, tattoos in various spots of their body would mean that they could be identified if they died in a fire. Oh, jeez. In a fire, their face might not survive. But hopefully a small section of their body would not be burned. If a tattoo was on that spot, the firefighter could be identified do they uh, have tattoos in modern day Japan? No. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Smiley face. Oh yeah, big greeny face with a D. That's interesting. What a weird. It it just feels like such a uh, crapshoot to be like, all right, well, if I were to die in a fire, and mm-hmm. if <laughs> you know most of my body was burned then at least this one spot if this is the one spot that's not burned at least they'll be able to identify yeah me. they'll be able to find me i always thought you just fall back on dental Morbid. records but you know i guess yeah, identifying right. stuff in general like i'm trying to think if i died what's identifiable besides my teeth uh i don't think i have anything i don't i got this weird mole on the top of my head up oh here. yeah right that's what you're saying like uh you don't have a a steel plate anywhere or mm. a um no, I have fake uh, eyes, but I think those would melt. <laughs> uh, not eyes, but lenses. Fake. They're just fake, fake lenses. I don't know if you would identify anybody by their lens anyway. Probably not. No, I think that would be that would melt before anything else. Uh, well, I don't know, but let's ask a real doctor. Oh, okay. Brian Dunaway, actual doctor. Hey, uh, what? Beijing Beijing Dr. Dunaway. Dr. Dunaway. What would you like to be identified at? Or how? They found your charred, burned body in a building and your teeth were gone. How would they identify you? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. (laughs) Um, They would identify me. They would identify me by, uh, um, um, by. Let's see, not my dentals, no, uh, my glasses, I suppose, oh, no. Okay. How about the expression on my face? Oh, okay. they would identify me by the expression on my face. Eek! It's hot in here. Yeah, eek! It's hot in here. Face. Oh, it must be done away. <laughs> so it's Brian Dunaway. He's been missing for a week. Now we found him. He says, "Eek!" Right. It's hot in here. Uh, all right, it's good to have you here, Take dude. Up all uh, my clothes. Well, welcome to another I am edition of. Uh, so hot, I want to play some tadpole feud. <laughs> we are definitely going to play tadpole feud. In fact, we have a listener right now. Let's find out who it is. Hi, who is this? Hey, it's Dwayne from St. Louis, also known as uh, Row Baby in the tadpole. Well, hello, Row Baby. I've seen yes. your name for years and years. You're, you've been around for a long time. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great today. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, well, welcome to the show. You're going to be our, our participant today after Brian explains how it works and what you could win. That's right. Put on your participants. Uh, it's time to play the Tadpooly Feud. I've surveyed the Tadpool on some nerdy topics, and Scott and Brian are going to have to predict the answers that they gave us. It's Scott and Brian's job to see how many of those answers they can guess. Now, uh, 
Matuba? Matuba, right? No, Vro Baby. Oh, who's Vro, Vro Baby? Why do I think? Oh, there we go. Vro Baby. Yeah. Uh, I was going to call you Seat F12. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. You well, got my I'm putting you in here so that I don't make that mistake. And Vro Baby, your, call, your job is more important than ever because you're going to be working with either Scott or Brian. If your team wins, you get a prize package. That includes Titan Quest Anniversary Edition. Oh, I love that. And game. that's great. This just sent to me in the mail yesterday in the weirdest, most uh, uh, mysterious envelope ever came from somebody named Hello Kitty Pez. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Wait, are you, are you showing us something? Hold on a second. Let me get that screen. Okay. Yeah. I was oh, going to bring it up. Show it again? Here you go. Yeah, yeah let me see. Hello, see Hello Kitty see. Pez. Right yeah. There. Hello Kitty Pez. That, that, you know her, you love her. Yeah, that looks like right. a... Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Yes. Uh, sent us the Suicide Squad Digital Edition. So oh, nice. you don't even have to be a subscriber to HBO Max. You can watch this on I movies anywhere, any code right you now. Thanks for showing I know, it. I, yeah. I, did, I did just show it on, <laughs> on screen. I wonder if somebody... You moved it awful fast. I don't, I don't know if anybody could capture it. Maybe. It was real quick, so I think you're probably all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I wish I knew who Hello Kitty Pez was. But we'll see, like, see if anybody... Uh, uh, rips it off. Hopefully, somebody, like as soon as you win this, bro, baby. If you win it, like get it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> immediately, dude. Don't, yeah. don't dude, wait. Hesitate. Yeah. Log in. Right. Stat. Uh, all right. Yes. Well, awesome. These are great prizes. By the way, that yeah. that uh, collector or the uh, sorry, the ultimate Titan edition, Quest? whatever it's called, Titan Quest. One of the great Diablo likes of all time. Oh, A really? Very good okay. game. Yeah. Real, real good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, real good. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do this then. Okay. Oh, boy, this is a good one. Put your hands on your buzzards. Uh-huh. Uh, we asked the tadpole. Now it's like I have to make sure I say buzzards. I like now. I'm trained to say bu- back to, uh, back Re- to relabel that buzzard a buzzard. I should. Yeah, I should. Uh, we asked the tadpole. Five hundred thirty-three of them responded to this. What's your favorite one-hit wonder? Scott. Um. Uh, lean on me. <laughs> oh, that's good. It doesn't. Lean it may not by, count because uh, it's a I cover. I thought you was gonna you know, flounder around a lot longer than that. <laughs> I know it's you're, a, talking, you're talking the. You've got to be talking the Club Nouveau. Yes, version, the right? Club right, Nouveau right, right, version, right. not the not the earlier one that they covered. Yep. All right. Damn it, Brian! Wide open board. What did the tadpole say? Yeah, <laughs> I do really like that one. That one takes me back to talking about too. this because we listened to that all the time when we were closing. I hate that song. Ugh. Yeah, uh, I well, I'll go with the one I heard this morning because I don't know what else they sang, but yeah. I was listening to some "Tainted Love." Mm. I've heard a lot of yeah. covers of "Tainted Love," and this is a cover I heard, but I can't recall who originally sang it. So, is it a one-hit wonder? Well, I don't know. Let's, let's hmm. see. Show me "Tainted Love." Oh, oh it's on Jeez, there? so long. It took such That's a long time to come up. One. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the original version was by Gloria Jones. Uh, Soft Cell did the cover that we all know and love, but uh, Gloria Jones um, did the the a very original version. Uh, Do we uh, know her from something else? Like uh, uh, We know her as the uh, woman who was driving the car that killed Mark Bolin. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> from from the band T-Rex. That's about all, all else we know about. Uh, right. That's gnarly. Uh, yeah, it is. It's totally gnarly. Okay. Well, all right, yeah. then. That means, uh, Brian, it's it's you and Vro Baby here uh, running right. the show. Baby! Yeah. So, <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you thinking? You got, you got oh, something? Well, you got to go with uh, 
something about, you know, never going to give you up. Oh, there you go. Never going to let you down. Never going to give you up. Never, never going to let you down. I always think he has more songs that were popular. Maybe one or Is two. Is it but... on the board? Yeah, what did he? Not. He did have another song. Together forever and ever. That's right. But nobody That's thinks of that. Nobody thinks that. They shouldn't if they do. Yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't think of any Together of this. Together but... forever we two. <laughs> and then you know Exactly. Show me, show me that other Rick Rolly song. <laughs> oh, number four. Nicely done. Look at that. Bro baby coming in hot with number four. Look at that. Yeah. I want to say, oh, I'm, I'm afraid because I know of a lot of one hit wonders. I listen to them all the time. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love because they're just, they're usually the catchiest ones, right? Mm. And it's like, be, how did they would, get that one magic song? Yeah. This would be a really difficult one for me because knowing my favorite one hit wonders, but what people yeah. would say are the popular one hit wonders is a, is a very yeah. tough distinction. Yeah. And once again, I have another one, unless you, and, uh, do you want to go with another one, or do you want me to throw one in there? Yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, baby. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Four Nine Blondes. What's up? What's up? And thank you for calling it What's Up and not What's Going On? What's Going On? I want a huge box of CDs from 99.5 The Mountain because I uh, they have one of these little song scrambles, and a little snippet of it was What's Up by Four Non Blondes. And everybody kept calling in going, What's Going On by Four Non Blondes? And they get all the other ones right. And I, I called it. in and said, What's Up by Four Non Blondes? It did get me mad. No, it made me happy because I got a big box of CDs. Oh, well, that's good. You and, won. Nicely yeah, done. I will. Yeah. So, all right. Show me what's up, what's Four Non Blondes. Oh, that was in the in the list. It was number twenty nine in the list. So, all right, yeah, totally, it's, a, totally. it's a popular one, but not popular enough to make uh, right. Cut. I'm going with Who Let the Dogs Out. Oh, that's oh, a good oh, one. Oh, oh, Bahamas. Yeah, good the one. Bahamas. Yeah. All right, show me the Bahaman. The Bahaman. <laughs> let the dogs out. <laughs> Oh come on! Really? Oh, I know, I know. Oh, oh, I thought he was onto something. I was thinking about uh, Mambo Number Five immediately after, and I'm a little scared. Yeah. Oh wow, you're already jumping in. You don't even want to ask Bro Baby, you know, if he has. Oh yeah, Bro Baby. What do you think? <laughs> um, we can we can go with that one. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. All right. Is it? It's Lou Vega. Lou. It's Lou Vega, Lou, right? Lou Vega with a B. Lou, Lou Vega. Well, that's what, that's what happens when you only have one hit wonder. Originally <laughs> by Perez Prado. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that either. Yeah, Lou Bega just basically took the song by Perez Prado and threw lyrics on it and oh. made it a new song. Weird. Uh, show me Mambo Number Five. Uh, oh, I know. This is, this is hard, hard man. It's going to be. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be. Well, there's just so many. I mean, every year there's a one hit wonder. I mean, like. 10 20 right oh. yeah yeah but these are all i mean look at this if i look at this list it's like yeah of course these are the ones people would pick they're very you know these are the upper echelon of one hit one these are going to okay. annoy us when we hear them that's what's they're going to annoy you when you guys hear them. yeah mambo number five that thing they still play that every freaking year lean that on was, me and i, I forgot mean, to say that was number mambo number five was number 15 in the list people did okay. say that one they just they just uh, didn't say it high. They didn't say it high enough. <laughs> yeah, they didn't say it high enough. Of course. All right, I'm gonna go with. Um, let's swing over to some. Oh, that's dangerous, though. Let me think for a second. Uh, 
Uh, whatever, I'll go with my gut. Let's do some rap. Uh, let's let's get Vanilla oh. Ice out here. Uh, Vanilla Ooh, Ice. Ooh, uh, that's nice. His uh, his his one thing. His Ice Ice Baby song. That one. His Ice Ice Baby. Forget that zero. Ice, get with ice, the hero. Baby. Yeah. Forget. Uh, that all right. Show. Pressure. Get with the hero. <laughs> it's <laughs> so me. bad. Those lyrics suck. They're so bad. Yes. Ugh. Stop. Collaborate and listen. Uh, show me Ice Ice Baby. Uh, I oh wanted to God. give it to you. It was number 11. It was Damn just it. outside the list. It was such a good one. Uh, I've, I've totally lost my mind. What do you think? You got anything over there? How about Mickey? Ooh, Mickey, yeah. you're so fine. You're so, you're so fine. That's a big one. That's a big one. Uh, a big this, one. this is going to depend on how X-y the chat is. <laughs> if they're not a lot of yeah. Gen Xers who remember their youth, you might be screwed, but we'll see. Uh, right. All right. Show that's me. A good, that's a good one, though. Good guess. Yeah. Go. Good, good answer. Right. Good answer. Show me uh, Tony Basil's Mickey. Also a cover, by the way. Everything is like, oh, oh my god! I know, I know. I'm so I'm like, I was trying to figure out there was no real good way to like give you hints on these, but uh, can I get an extra X? Yeah, I um, I don't know if I can. I think it'll automatically. I can reset the buzzer. Um, I mean, we just got so many in our heads, right? I, I mean, I've you got a million. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give you guys. Uh, do we have time for... Well, they for, don't lose. I mean, they, they'll they win by default if I don't get enough points, right? That's true, true, yeah. Because I, I still have an X. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you want to do it? Well, I'm going to let... Let's, no, let's, 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 let's let you let's, play this let's out. Let's baby. Yeah, let's let, let Ro Baby get the, the gift. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah. that's fine with so, me. Yeah, either way, so I'm Scott, fine with that. take your guess, and let's see where you end up. All right, let's go with... Um... <laughs> my brain i i know this is not his number one his only hit he had many hits along with his band and himself oh, no. but oh, I, re- no. I my brain keeps saying say uh i got my mind set on what? you but what's <laughs> but i'm not gonna it do it have to be it doesn't have to be true it just has to be with the tadpole thing it's true yes exactly uh oh, too dude. sexy for my shirt that that guy oh, that's oh yeah right said friend. Friend. yeah all right, all right. Too sexy for my shirt. I just said that one. Show me, uh, t- right, said Fred, I'm too sexy. Uh, Damn it. Oh, my God. Number 12, I believe, yeah. I've uh, given up crazy. on life. I don't know who's Oh, no, what. I'm too sexy was way further down, wasn't it? Um, golly, where too is it? I know a lot shirt. of people. I thought a lot of people said it, but maybe not. Too sexy for my oh, shirt. Bad. Something it hurts. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. I tell you what, I've been listening to a lot lately. The uh, the acoustic version of oh, "Take on Me," even though. Oh, take I would, I say, on yeah, me. I wouldn't say "Aha" was a one hit wonder though, but that's that that's so far outpaces everything else they have. That oh, no was. doubt. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of yeah. like I mean, um, they, you know that was their big hit. The um, the sun always shines on TV was a minor hit, but I don't think it right. I don't think it broke through enough or the theme to um, The Living Daylights. Uh, yeah, you should have said that. Uh, take oh. on me, the number one answer. Also from, I think that same year was our number two, which was uh, from Dexie's Midnight Runners. Yes. Come on, come on Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Yeah, I had that on my head. Is, is Frankie's is relax on there? It, uh... uh it's not surprising oh, actually nobody nobody said relax which surprised really? me really yeah i think um two tribes was enough of a hit that that yeah. frankie goes to hollywood wasn't considered one hit yeah one. they're a little bit like uh, uh 
shout from uh, Tears for Fears. Tears they had for other Fears, great kind songs, of, yeah. but it just—it was yeah. one of those songs that once again just kind of outpaced everything. And I don't know—I don't know what's going on, but you know what Zoomers really are into? Take on me. They freaking love yeah. that song. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. They're all like recreating the video on TikTok, making like weird Dude, sketchy the acoustic videos. Version is, is because it's a great awesome. song. It is from a pretty a great good band song. that really should have uh, had a bigger wonder. success. But their, but yeah. their first hit was such a, such a big hit, and not, uh, you know, didn't show enough depth that people are like, oh, I'm going to see what else these guys have. It was just like, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. I know what okay. screwed them. Their stupid name. It's a dumb name. <laughs> it, like is. name. it is. It is because it's lowercase. It's got a hyphen in it. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it's, it's a bad it idea. Is, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, your number three answer. Uh, I'm going to the 90s for this one. Mm. You get knocked down. You oh. get back up again. Sub- it's Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Yes. Uh, didn't they have one other one? Uh, well, I mean, the whole, whole they, album. But a lot they, of them probably did. But once again, this is what uh, they the might have had something thinks. in the UK. That was. That was the only thing that right. they did in the U.S. Uh, Fair enough. So I'm, I'm, I thought about that too. I was like, "What about Tone Loke's Wild Thing?" And I'm like, "Well, he did have the funky Cold Medina." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Would anybody even remember that?" And I'm like, "I don't know." That's a one. That's go, a two-hit wonder. If, if you <laughs> right. see him in concert, he does those two songs twice. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he starts his show with them, and he ends yeah. his show with them. And then I was thinking awesome. MC Hammer. I'm like, uh, but you know, there was a couple. There was yeah, a couple. Too. Pray, too. Yeah, yeah, just to pray make was, it the day. Pray was big. Too yeah. legit to pray, quit. Pray. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, how about the men without hats? Oh, oh I love them. Dancing. Did they ever do anything uh, else? Was, that was it. That was the big they one. Did, they had a hit with Pop Goes the World, but I don't think it yeah. was big in the U.S. Um, they're still putting out music, and I've actually seen them in, in like <clears throat> oldies concerts. I like a band who had a one-hit wonder that continues to make albums in 2022, and they were, yeah. their one-hit wonder was in the 80s. You I think that's great. Yep. Yeah, it you is. don't have Absolutely. to have hit songs to be a band. No, nope. exactly. You don't have to. And there's not and there's enough of a following for uh, Men Without Hats that they'll still sell yeah. albums or still sell yeah. streams and downloads and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, this number seven is is technically not even really a song from a real band. It was oh. from a, a movie, but that that movie was about a one hit wonder band called The Wonders. The uh, that thing oh, you do, the Oneaters. God. That's yeah. a that's a deep that's a snake eating a thing. I would have never deep cut. But that's such yeah. a great song. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that song at all. Yeah. There's no wonder uh, why it was a hit. See, <laughs> yes, it's no wonder, no yeah, oneeder yeah. why yeah. it was a hit. Uh, number eight is uh, one that's near and dear to our hearts because when we did our 500th episode, uh, J.K. Grammer led a group to re-record a version of this song. If it was, I think it was J.K. Grammer. Yeah. The Proclaimers, I'm gonna be 500 oh, miles. 500 miles. 500. They got a couple other decent. They did. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, Bobby Boris Pickett, also not a real person. Uh, well, maybe oh. Bobby Boris Pickett is, but but uh, his nickname <laughs> Boris was not real because he did that for the Monster Mash. Oh, oh that's a really smash. good one. Yeah, I'm surprised Mickey didn't get it earlier though. That was a really good guess. Yeah. Mickey was a really good Great guess. Baby. Yeah. Baby. That's how you know. Uh, by the way, if a song is good, if it catches on in a flash. That's how you know. <laughs> yeah. Would that song have lasted as long if it wasn't tied to a, a holiday, right? It's like right. one of our only Halloween uh, pop songs. It's the only one I can yeah. think of. Yeah. I can't think of any yeah. others. 
I mean, yeah. is there anything else? I don't think so. I mean, uh, Purple People Eater, kind of, you know, you hear that yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, and, yeah, and you hear the Nightmare Before Monster, Christmas album and stuff like a that. A Thriller but. by Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, Thriller's it. very Halloween-y. That's true. Yeah. Uh, our last one. Uh, the Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Zombie, but Barbie. Uh, Barbie Girl oh, by... Mom, Barbie, Barbie Girl. girl. Trying to get that piece of crap out of your head for the next uh, few <laughs> right? I know. I feel like you can do it easily though. Just glance at any one of these other ones, and you'll be back to having that in your head. So totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. Use this list to like, uh, I don't know, change your mind on things. Like you're like, oh man, yeah, or, I, I can't or stop if thinking you need that. To get, uh, if you need to get something out of your head, just think of one of these ten. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Think good. Think tub, th- tub thumping. It'll get you every time. Uh, well, right. well done uh, well, there, good, guys. That's good for Row Baby, though. That's for sure. Yeah, you won. Yeah. Uh, Row Baby, how do you feel about your, your massive win? Boot, boot. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, It'll you'll work. you'll take that to the bank. Fantastic. We'll send you these uh, codes, but you got to email Brian Coverville at gmail dot com. Yeah. Also, he'll send you that physical thing. So he'll probably be asking for your address, but we can promise you. No, it's not a physical oh. thing. It's 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 a piece of paper. Oh, you're just going to show them the so code gonna, and all that. I'm gonna, I probably will just take a yeah, I'll scan it or the screen. <laughs> he waved it. He's fine. He waved it. It's fine. <laughs> I did. I waved it on purpose that time because I didn't want it. I don't think anybody can scan that thing if it's being waved. By the way, we would have heard already if some if this worked for people. So I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. you did. You did so, fine. Yeah, just just an email address of Robaby to uh, CoverVillageEmail.com, and I will get you these prizes. Congratulations once again, sir. Yeah. And we hope you play again. All right. There goes Ro Baby. Here's yeah. the deal with Brian Dunaway. He and I do a show called uh, the, the, play, play, the play Retro, retro Show. Yeah, it's called Play Retro. <laughs> and uh, we play a lot of retro games and we talk about them and uh, talk about the history of them and the impact of them and that sort of stuff. And uh, this week, normally it's on Tuesday. Today it's today. Or this time it's today. Yeah, uh, today is I, Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. I had to shift some stuff around. So it's tonight, oh. 3.30 oh, cool. Mountain Time. Uh, this week only, we'll be doing uh, an episode of Play Retro. So, like, literally right after DTNS ends, I run over to this and we do this. So, be there for that. We're talking about uh, King's Quest, the early early King's Quest games. Mm-hmm. And the bigger picture there is, you know, do adventure games, uh, point-and-click adventure games, do they even exist without something like King's Quest? And I think there's a strong argument they don't. So Yeah, there's uh, a, yeah, there's there's an argument to be had, and we're going to have it. We're going to have that argument. Today, <laughs> 3.30 Mountain, frogpants.tv, and if you can't watch it live, the podcast, of course, is wherever you get your podcasts all over the place, and uh, it's free, so go get it. You're using Spotify? That's fine. It's right there. It's right there on Spotify. You get that horrible Google podcast player that always breaks on me? It's on there, too. So go and do what you got to do. Everything in between, it's available. Hey, Brian Dunaway, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I uh, play those video games nightly at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So come in, tune in. I've been playing King's Quest like crazy. What are we playing next, Scott? I think we might be playing some four-player 90s arcade action games. Yeah, baby. Up next. So if you tune in anytime this week after today, 6 p.m. Eastern time, on my Twitch channel, you'll probably see me play it. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, maybe? Simpsons? I don't know. Think uh, Mm, uh, Battletoads. Think um, uh, if we... We'll we'll dip into some console versions, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time for the SNES is Mm -hmm, one of the greatest mm -hmm. four-player co-op side-scrolling brawlers ever made. Uh, But we'll get into all that and more in our next episode after this one. All right. Hey, Brian, kiss our butts. See you you later. (laughs) Okay, Brian goes off into the ether. 
I never even did tell you some of these other ones that made it into the list, but uh, My Sharona, 99 Luft Balloons, Hooked on a Feeling, Spirit in the Sky, No Rain, Bittersweet Symphony, Teenage Dirtbag. It's a good one. Oh, I love you know, that one. There though. were a couple, a couple of like a few 90s ones, but for the most part, these all settled well into the 80s. Yeah. Um, even Blur's song number two made it in there. So woo-hoo! they said, woohoo. Yeah, that's good. It must have been a 90s action movie trailer uh, when we last right. heard that. <laughs> that's right. It was, we asked, we asked uh, 533 tadpoolers and 11 movie trailers what their favorite one hit wonder was. <laughs> nice. And, uh, we, uh, Kim and I were just talking about this because uh, what was the song now? I can't remember what we what we talked about. There was something that that's like this. Oh, really? Ah. It's being used a lot now? Yeah, and we just talked Add about it. Add to the it. Bone by George Thorogood or... Uh... Gosh, dang it. I don't remember what it was. We just had this conversation. And so the fact that this was today's topic is pretty funny because we were just saying it. But now I don't remember what we said. Mm. It was good, though. I can tell you that. Me and my wife had a real laugh. <laughs> If I remember it, I'll tell you. All right, here's this, everybody. It's time for some quick news brought to you by. By America's Next Top Podcaster. Hey, it's on the feed right now. Episode zero, meet the contestants and hear what we give them for their first challenge. You can visit America's Next Top Podcaster, or if you've got in your uh, your your podcast catcher, your downcast, your overcast, your pocket cast, your uh, iTunes or your Apple podcast app, which I think is just now called the Apple podcast app. It'll be right in there for you. Episode zero, season four, America's next top podcast. Very nice. Uh, real quick here. I remember now. So Kim and I saw, oh, yeah, Kim and I saw the, um, uh, uh, triangle man. I can't think of the band all of a sudden. Oh, they might be giants. They might be giants. Jeez. Yes. We saw they might be giants in concert. Not too many years ago here in Salt Lake at the depot. And it was great. But they refused, even though people in the audience were chanting it at one point, they refused to play um, the Malcolm Bird, in the Middle thing? Bird, no, the Birdhouse in Your Soul thing. Oh, really? Oh, well, They refused that's... to play it. And our best guess was, because even they would on stage, we're like, yeah, we're not playing that. And then they'd move on and do other stuff. And they, Seriously? And they played everything oh, else. I know. Isn't that weird? I really felt like, are they... Do they think that's their one hit wonder, or or oh, that it's John too close to one? John, what are you thinking? Yeah, it annoyed me. I, <sighs> I wanted that would to hear annoy it. me too. I feel like uh, like that's a that's something you don't do as an artist, right? Like if your crowd is demanding to hear something, yeah. So I yelled. And I know out, Radiohead. Not, not, Radiohead not, won't do creep in concert. Oh, they, really? They same thing, man. They, they probably, hated that song. Probably yeah. same thing. Yeah. This too, when something yeah. gets too big, everybody wants to avoid it. But I say, you know, I, I yelled out. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, play the song. I said they didn't nice, do it. Nicely done. They didn't do it. Uh, yeah, uh, Jonathan Colton recorded that at the uh, Coverville 500 concert. His cover of that song, and uh, nice. It's great. He even he even accidentally says Wakapiku uh, at the very end of it, and uh, it's magic. We should all say Wakapiku at the end of things. Waka, wakapiku. Yep. Always walk your piku. All right. Look at this here. We got a horrible story. Uh, to start uh-huh. the news off today, a Southwest Airlines passenger. It's already a bit of a cattle car, but uh, <laughs> whatever. They're better than they used to be. Uh, I like Southwest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like the go on and pick your seats, but I've never, I've never had an issue where it's like, oh, I'm stuck in this crap seat. You know, it's I've always been able to get a seat that I that I'm comfortable in that I want. So take take this for what it's worth, and it's probably not worth yeah. much, but yeah. I've always had the impression that only children have an advantage 
Only child. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, that's yeah. what you mean. I thought you meant like, not just kids. <laughs> like specifically children have the advantage, but you mean only children have only, the advantage. Only like right, people born don't have, with just yeah. you. Like you were the you're an only child, right? I am an only child, yeah. And I know a number of others. I was not. There were six of us. Mm-hmm. I feel like for some reason there's an advantage there to to the to the idea that let's say you gotta go visit yeah. a relative and you're the only one going. And you're on a cattle car type deal where you got to wait for a number to come up, and then you're just lucky to get whatever seat you get. I feel like for some reason that's that lands easier for an only child who is not constantly competing with the five other kids. Well, than it would for for me. I, I again completely based on nothing. It's just an impression. I have. <laughs> well, here's the thing: Southwest before they uh, before they let the B people on right so first you get your a people and they have everybody in numbers assigned numbers so it's like all right a one through 30 on this side a 31 through 60 on this other side they let those guys go and then they say all right parents with small children Mm -hmm. and then so those guys all get in so that they can get groups of seats together and and that sort of thing and you know southwest doesn't have the seats those horrible seats that face each other anymore no they got rid of that thank god yeah Yeah, we used to we used to have to do a kind of a commuter flight back and forth to idaho for a company i worked for and so we were always Uh back and forth from boise and the it was always in those facing each other seats they were Uh, terrible Terrible. (laughs) what's worse than sitting next to somebody who doesn't bring a magazine on the flight and just stares forward the whole time is facing them yeah facing them and having your knees touch because i'm a tall guy it sucks It's a right, horrible yeah. arrangement. Yeah. I can't believe they well, ever did I th- that. Well, I can think of one thing worse on a flight, and we're about to read it. Yeah, that's true. Good point. South uh, Southwest Airlines passenger arrested for masturbating. <laughs> not just once, not twice. Four times during the flight. Four times. Four yeah. separate times. Did he even know. have time to eat, eat his pretzels and peanuts? I yeah. mean... <laughs> nah, no kidding. Uh, man on Southwest Airlines flight from Phoenix, or sorry, from Seattle to Phoenix is facing several federal charges for pulling down his pants and masturbating. This isn't just like I'm wearing some loose... uh, um, You know, like uh, sweatpants or something and and going to town with those. This isn't like somebody fiddly-diddly in the corner and nobody can watch him. (laughs) He's going like, you know, full-on exposure here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's see. He did this four times in front of a female passenger uh, beginning shortly after takeoff. According to a criminal complaint first obtained by the Daily Beast, Antonio Sherrod McGarity. Mm. I don't trust any of those names. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, biased or anything, but you no. put all three of those names together is weird stuff. You get a serial on. killer name is what you uh, get. Mag- you- McGarity is, sounds like, uh, you know, Raylan Givens was going after him. Yeah, or something like that. Wasn't there a McGarity yeah. in uh, Friday Night Lights? Yeah, there was McGarity. A guy uh, named McGarity, or Ga- maybe it was just Garrity. Just Garrity? Yeah, I think you're right. The actor uh, that owned the, or the actor, the actor that played the guy that owned all the the local um, car lots. And was, yes, like, had a bunch right. Of money. And and his uh, daughter was what's her face? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Min- Minka Kelly's Min- character. Minka Kelly. Yes, right. Yes. Who, by the yeah, way, Gar- Garrity. She yeah. was in uh, Euphoria and still a stunning woman. She's beautiful. Yeah. By the way, she's the daughter of uh, not uh, okay. So Aerosmith, she's not the actual daughter of somebody, not Aerosmith lead man. But who's the guitar guy? Oh, um, Joe Perry. Joe Perry's daughter is Minka Kelly. Get the hell out of here! Really? Yeah, 
Yeah, so both of those two dudes have two very successful actor daughters. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, Rick Dufay from oh, uh, Aerosmith. Oh, I don't know which one, uh, whoever's name. Yeah, yeah, but, but an Aerosmith guy. Another, another Aerosmith guy. Yes, yeah. the Aerosmith guys have a have a history of okay. making wonderful young actor daughters. Well done, okay. guys. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, rhythm, uh, uh, rhythm guitar, lead guitar from 1981 and 1984. Rick Dufay. There you go. Uh, Parent of. Minka Kelly. Yeah. You never would know uh, from, I mean, look, uh, Aerosmith, they, they did it in an elevator, is my understanding. <laughs> and as a result, two great daughters. Good job. Do you think, yeah, I was going to say, do you think she's friends with Liv Tyler or do you think I there's don't know. Some... I mean, I, you'd, you'd think that, the, I'm sure the bandmates never talk, especially the one who's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So would the daughters go out of their way to be like, you guys suck. We're going to be friends. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hmm. And by the way, yeah, Garrity was the uh, character name. Uh, she was Lila Garrity, and I'm trying to find... Oh, what's his name? I'm going to guess it here. Uh, yeah, see uh, if you can get it before I find uh, find in the cast Jim, list. Jim Garrity, John Garrity, G- G- Gary Garrity. Nope, that wouldn't be it. Go! <laughs> uh, oh, I just don't know it. Russell he's not in the main group I have to go further down Recur- Buddy Garrity Buddy, Buddy. Ah. Bradley Lindas Buddy Garrity that guy's a great actor he is he's very good yeah. I like him in lots yeah. of stuff alright moving on oh anyway so, so he Silverado. did this oh yeah he was in Silverado and Silverado's awesome never forget never surrender uh, <laughs> alright <laughs> I say? Oh, anyway, uh, let's see. Antonio, uh, he was arrested. Officers of the Phoenix Police Department and Southwest Flight uh, people, uh, the, the air marshal guy, they all landed in the Sky Harbor uh, airport on Saturday. And according to the complaint, he told cops that he didn't do anything wrong and, in fact, thought it was kind of kinky. <laughs> it wasn't me, but it was kind of kinky. It's kind of kinky. <laughs> like, that's going to help you. I don't understand that. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, jeez. Garrett exposed his ween ween by pulling down his pants and shorts and began uh, doing the doodah there. When the female seated next to him noticed the lewd behavior, lewd, uh, she began taking pictures of McGarrity, not in the way you're thinking. Uh, when he when he fell <laughs> asleep, kind of too. it says when he fell asleep after masturbating for roughly an hour. I don't know if that means roughly for an hour or for roughly an hour. Probably or or he, or he slept very roughly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would argue that his waking time was pretty rough too. <laughs> uh, nothing about this guy's good. Um, the female passenger told crew member about what she had witnessed and was allowed to move to another seat. Well, I hope that's the least you get, lady. You should be able to move Jeez. seats and also get free yeah, drinks should, and uh, free flights. You should get to pick whatever seat you want on the next five Southwest flights yeah, you go on. I agree 100%. And that guy should have to pay for it from jail. All right. That's it for today's he news. Do all the masturbating he wants. That's right. Four or more is what he likes. Okay. Uh, there's your story, and that's your news. We're going to take a break when we return. One Randy Jordan, a.k.a. Randy Deluxe, will be joining us for an episode of Recommendals. Tom Merritt is out this morning with an appointment, uh, but he's fine. He'll be back next week, so don't worry about that. But anyway, we'll yeah. be back with that shortly. Brian, play a song before we go. I'll happily do that. Now, tell me what you think. If I were to say, oh, a Turkish rock band, do you think what do you think they would sound like? Oh. Like uh, weird instruments or strange accents or like... Uh, you know, a, a, a weird sort of sound to them, or something like that. I'm gonna guess. Uh, oh, kind of 
uh, grungy with a kind of an odd accent. Uh, well, that's the best that's I got. Closer to what you're going to get. Yeah, alternative rock band. Boy, is this uh, not having to do anything with our last story? Bits and Pockets uh, brand, have a brand new song and video called Halfway Through an Episode. This is going to be coming out on their debut EP, which comes out April 29th via MMY Records. Their debut EP is called The Bits. You'll find the song <laughs> halfway through an episode. Here's Bits in Pockets. Out of the city, waiting for a drink. Waiting for the time, sitting next to me, straight whiskey. Won't listen to the words before you try to make it a curse. That I had such a bold thing around the neck. Sitting to her right just when I sit on the left. I'm slurring all my words so she kisses goodbye. But the pub is closing soon and I'll be smoking outside. And she says, he went home tonight. So do you want me to stay? And I say, even though you tried to make sense, you won't be. Episode of a show you tried to watch but never kept it on. Maybe I just gotta hurry home, so I'm slowly walking through with compassion. She's never gonna stop a hit of cop. She'll find another man through her lashes. She's never gonna stop. Kids will never grow. Surely lost my pride, so I'll take it home. on a piece of bread. That's what I'm having for lunch. I heard. I heard the burp. The Morning Stream. Space Rock. <laughs> All right, we're back, everybody. Uh, that song, please tell me about it again. Sure. It's called Bits in Pockets. Or, sorry, the band is Bits in Pockets. Halfway through an episode from the upcoming EP, The Bits, which is coming out April 29th. Check Very it out. Very nice. That sounds yeah. great to me. Good. Good stuff. All right. Uh, adding Randy, although he's showing us offline, so this will be fun. Hmm. I don't know if he's actually here, but we're going to find out. It says he's currently in World of Warcraft. Randy, is that true? Are you in World always, of Warcraft Always right now? in World of Warcraft. Are you just always in World of Warcraft? Hello, Randy? Randy? You muted? I think you might be muted. 
Randy? He's blinking, but no speaky. Oh, Randy, are you out on the lanai? Are you on the lanai, Randy? Yeah, are you on? <laughs> are you up there? Are you under a palm tree, Randy? Are you drinking you have, a pineapple drink, Randy? You got a fancy drink with a little umbrella coming out. Cone of coffee, Randy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, I heard something. I did too. Yeah. Say something. <laughs> oh, there he is. You heard. Good morning, morning. Randy. Good morning, heard, morning. Hi, Randy. How, how are here. you? Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. to play this. Okay, there you go. There's your theme. Hey, look who it is. It's Randy. He's joining us from Hawaii where he's still on vacation and still, you know, deciding that it might be fun to hang out with us for a part of it. Uh, Aloha. And it, yeah, that was my, that was my Bluetooth headset deciding, oh, I'm, Mm. I could be in the party here. Yeah. Why not? Got that, got that turned off. It gets so flaky. Like I did that. I had the Bluetooth going when I did the fish sandwich face off thing. And, uh, um, like once I disconnected the Bluetooth, everything sounded so much better, and it, I couldn't explain it. It was so weird. I still but, don't know why it was I, that way. Yeah, yeah. Was, I just want to. I want to catch up with you on the subject of objectivity versus what you like. Go for because it. Because <laughs> okay. I love. I love that you ask the tadpool. Hey, name something that you like. Oh that's sure. Gonna, that's going to get engagement. That's going to get people to say things. But objectively. The biggest one-hit wonders are things we don't like. Mm. For example, mm. achy, breaky heart. Mm. By far one of the biggest one-hit wonders. It it spawned a career for a child that wasn't even born yet, that song, <laughs> right? It like kind of did, yeah. Wouldn't yeah, we have a Miley if we didn't have an achy, breaky? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I went to see I went to see a band based on a one-hit wonder about 20 years ago. And I mean... I mean, it's a towering one-hit wonder. A song that you can't ima- you can't imagine this band has other songs. I went and saw them live. They were incredible. They're from the south of France, so okay. everything they sing is in like Spanish, French. So I I didn't know anything I was hearing, and it was all new to me except their very last song they played, which was "Bomboleo" by the Gypsy Kings. <laughs> and I'm telling you. Man, Bombaleo by the Gypsy Kings should have been number one on your one-hit, global one-hit oh, wonders, right? Over Take On Me or Come On Eileen or... No, uh, no, right, because you asked what you like, right? Like, yeah. it's it's not, I mean, some band from the south of France, <laughs> you're not going to uh, vote for that. Yeah, but nobody <laughs> likes half of that list we saw. I think a lot of those were just like, well, I shouldn't say nobody <laughs> likes them, but... They're, yeah. you know, those lists are based on popularity. Yeah, yep. yeah. Now, yep. Even if you don't like it, if you if you knew it off the top of your head, or you were in the top three uh, choices or whatever, that says something about the song. We yeah, may hate yeah, it, but yeah. it doesn't Thank mean you break. You would have been a big hit if people didn't like to line dance drunk at weddings. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly right. And we also yeah. have the opposite, which is as an individual where you irrationally dislike something that everybody else right. likes because for everybody me, else likes it. Yeah, yes, yeah. for me that that one hit wonder is the song Werewolves of London. I hate that oh, song. Werewolves that of London. Scott, hang, hang up on hang, hang up on, hang <laughs> up on right now. Is you, don't, I, you don't besmirch Warren Zevon in my presence, my friend. I, thank you. I don't even know the guy's name because that, <laughs> that song is so... There's something... Ira- it's irrational. It's absolutely irrational, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like I saw, I saw someone post on Facebook the other day that they hate Tim- Timothee Chalamet, and I'm just like, oh, that's an irrational thing for that one person. I like that I mean? Timothee Chalamet. I like him. Yeah. He's fine. I like that his name rhymes if you say it the right way. Yeah, yeah. Tim- Timothee Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I think Timothy he's uh, Chalamet. It's he's like, he's uh, got yeah. some chops. That guy'll be around. He's a little, you know, he's he a little he bit of a weirdo, but whatever. They yeah, all are. They're maybe all weird. He put a shirt on. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe wear. My, uh, you know, clothes. Uh, whatever. My no, no uh, my um, what's oh gosh, there's a one hit wonder that my wife hates. Um, uh, 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 it's uh, some something in the sky. It's oh, the Spirit in the Sky Spirit by Norman Bates. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Spirit song is in the wonder. sky. So the one that Definitely we've heard all the time in the eighties was the one that was the cover of another Doctor one, right? and the Medics. Yeah, Doctor yeah. and the Medics. That's it. That's the one I. That's the only one I was familiar with until actually I think until I met you and you played other covers the and then original? mentioned that it yeah. was from an original. I was like, what? Like yeah. Tainted Love? I didn't yeah. know that till you told us. But so. the uh, man, the Doctor and the Medics cover, I feel, is such a it is such a carbon copy of the original that uh, it was one of those. You know, Why did you do it, or why did you do it like that? You yeah. Know, it, Why'd you bother? Yeah. Maybe and, they were and just of course, new generation. Of course, uh, as I've learned, if you if you are a person like my wife who hates a song like that, like Spirit in the Sky, oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be hearing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna get, yeah. Once you hate something, all of a sudden yeah. it's, it's uh, like noticing that the other checkout line moves faster kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I honestly, I never heard of Warren Zevon until his episode of Arliss. Uh, he was on, he was on the, the show Arliss. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, and, and like they played the song and Weird. I was just like, I don't know who this is. I've never heard this. And then for the rest of my life, I hear that song all the time. It's, it's kind of why I hate, Kid Rock. It's one of the reasons I don't like Kid Rock is because of him taking Werewolves of London, Sweet Home Alabama, <laughs> and then just right. throwing new lyrics on them. I mean, yeah. is that, you know, come on. Yeah. Mm. I also I'm also fascinated by the concept of two-hit wonders because I think like that's a, that's way harder to do, well, you sure. know? Oh yeah, like, well, uh, you to, know. To, I think if both. one hit wonders could have a second hit, they'd be really happy it's about like, it. It's like the, <laughs> right, the outfield, it's, it's, left field, outfield. The outfield's outfield. got like two songs that are epically memorable, and then the rest of it's oh. pretty good. Like, and there's Wait, and there's the another other one band besides uh, your love. Uh, so you got. I love those guys. <laughs> my my best possible example of a two hit wonder is the band Mister Mister, because <laughs> because mm. not only were there two hits, really big hits, but yeah. those two songs you can run them together. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. Th- if they, it's like uh, take these broken wings, Carrie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those two. Songs, oh, I feel man. the same way about Night Ranger, but I, yeah. I'm probably the only one. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, "Oh, Night Ranger's awesome." Shut up, Brian. And yeah, I'm kind of with you though. They're not. They're okay. They're fine. I Whatever. could I could talk about this forever, yeah. but I also have something. Oh, uh, good. You got recommendals. Hey, so let's do, uh, let's do that. Yeah, let's watch recommendals. Cool. So um, we got right. a, we got some stuff here, Brian. You. You always start first, and I see you've got two this week. What do you uh, What do you want to do here? I've got a movie and a series, so we're going to start with the movie for this one. All right, here you go. Monsieur Poirot, I hope you can forgive my hijacking your holiday. Couldn't let you miss the fun. It is an honor, and it is convenient to my own plans, although travel by water does not naturally agree with me. Oh, I could tell you. Well, I should not tell you, actually. But I suspect you... Perhaps may have included me for reasons other than the fun. I wish we'd gone home, like you said. <sighs> I don't feel safe here. 
Not me, not Simon, even with Jackie gone. But you're among friends. When you have money, no one is ever really your friend. Now I'm remembering old jealousies and fights. And it takes a pill to get to sleep. I don't feel safe with any of them. Sounds like French people. Uh, it's sort of, yeah. Hercule Poirot is uh, the the person you barely hear in that thing. That's uh, Kenneth Branagh as the fictional detective created by Agatha Christie for Death on the Nile, the oh. sequel to Murder oh. on the Orient Express. Wow, there's uh, already some strong opinions in the chat about how they think it's terrible. It's it's listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to try and say, oh, no, it's great. It's 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 better than average. You know what? It's um, it's if you need something, just kind of put on and eh, let your mind wander for a little while. It's there are far worse things you could watch. I know that I, sounds like the worst thing to say for a recommendal, but I think it's worth it's worth seeing. Yeah. Uh, you, you're, you're fitting into a track for recommendals for me that is very specific, and that is I am, I am looking around at things to watch, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking, would, would Scott or Brian tell me that this is the good Russell brand and not the bad <laughs> Russell brand, right? <laughs> Define, because that's, that's so, all I need. That's all uh, I need. Forgetting I, Sarah Marshall, that would be good or bad, bad Russell brand? 100% good. Like okay. the best oh, okay. Russell brand, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not, I don't think you're going to get You barely, I mean, Russell brand is in this and, uh, you know, you recognize him and say, oh, that's Russell brand, but but barely like he's super clean cut. There's none of that whole kind of stinky Russell brandiness of him open <laughs> or, or, or uh, happening. You know what, you know what I mean, right? Like, am, are you telling he me? He doesn't look like this? he smells like, don't like Russell brand usually looks <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah. Are you telling me watch this and I'm not going to hate it because of this person? That's what I'm asking. Oh yeah. You, no, no, you absolutely won't hate it. Um, okay. You won't hate Thank it because you. of any, any person. Um, you'll, you'll at first say, Oh, is that, is that, uh, Margot Robbie? No, it looks like Margot Robbie's uh, little sister, but it's, it's not, it's, uh, uh, who is that? Emma Mackey, I believe is her name. And you know her from sex education. She's the love interest of the main character who gives the sex advice and is, uh, Jillian, Jillian Anderson's, uh, son. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. His girlfriend that he really likes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like her. Maeve. No. She's great. And in this, it's like, at first you're thinking, oh, I didn't know Margot Robbie was in this. But, uh, <laughs> That's not her. So, so hold uh, on a second. Is it like, um, this is a follow-up to the train one. It uh, is. Murder on the Orient Express. And, and you've got and a big, you know, just like in that one, you've got a cavalcade of stars. You've got Annette Benning, uh, Gal Gadot, who you heard in that uh, that clip there, Army Hammer. Um uh, Jennifer Saunders and uh, Don French, so French and Saunders from um, uh, Absolutely Fabulous, like the British comedy pair playing a couple or a couple of people in this, but are you know not funny not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird. So thing wait, Army Hammer. I thought Army Hammer was banned for putting his wiener somewhere it wasn't supposed to go or something. Didn't he get in trouble? I didn't know he was in uh, movies anymore. I thought he he's allowed done. to put it on the Nile, apparently. He's allowed to, <laughs> oh he's allowed to, to do movies now that uh, they're, you know, if they're shot in Egypt, then you can do that. So did so did this land better than the previous one? Is the previous one better? I still haven't seen either, so curious. Um, I think they're actually pretty close to on par with each other. And I'd say I'd give them both like a, 
a C plus B minus kind of thing. They're they're worth seeing, and um, you get some some great performances by some people you really like. Letitia Wright from Black Panther is also in this. Um, they're not, you know, it's not going to be um, uh, the best mystery that you've ever seen best mystery movie you've ever seen but this is the these are the movies that if we didn't have the originals or the original books we wouldn't have murder by death or clue or or things like that it's um you know these all kind of owe a lot to to uh or i'm sorry those movies all kind of owe a lot to uh, agatha christie and and murder on the Orient express and uh, death on the nile mm. um it's good. I'd, I'd say it's good, and I'd say it's worth seeing. It's uh, my my second recommendal might be a little bit higher on the list, but um, but uh, we enjoyed this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a good, a good, nice sit down, watch it kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, and I've never seen the Peter Houston. No, Houstonov, the original version uh, of Death on the Nile. There was a seventies one that yeah. people are talking about in the chat room, and I'm trying to. Who was in that one? That was was that. Ustinov? I'm looking it up right here. Yeah, 1978. Peter Ustinov, Death on the Nile. Yep, there you go. He was he was Perot in that. He was her her Hercule Perot. Yes, um, had a much yeah. better, had a much less silly looking mustache than <laughs> Kenneth Branagh had in this one. And my favorite named actor in the history of the world. So Mia Farrow's in that, but also Simon McCorkendale. That guy's in there. That's a great Ooh. name, McCorkendale. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but the original also has Maggie Smith, Angela Lansbury, Betty Davis, Mia Farrow, David Niven. Yeah, George Kennedy. Yeah. He was cool. I like that. George guy. Kennedy from the yeah. from the Police uh, Squad uh, movies. Jackie Warden or Jack Warden, rather. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's probably um, pretty anyway. good. It's well regarded. I don't, you know, this new one. I just kept hearing nasty things about it, so I didn't rush to see it. But yeah, so uh, I'd okay. say it's. It doesn't deserve it doesn't deserve any hate. It's it's good. Um it's uh it's good. It's a it's a you know, like I said, a B minus C plus kind of movie. <laughs> okay. I love that. I'm just gonna hold that phrase for a while. Yeah. <laughs> the morning stream. It it's doesn't good. deserve any it hate. It doesn't deserve it doesn't any. deserve any hate. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Put that on my gravestone. Uh all right. Yeah. Excellent. Next one. We got a TV series, yeah. Oh, I will tell you this. There are very few subtitles in uh, Death on the Nile. Oh, well Scott, then so. I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> that will not hold me back at all. All right. Here's your TV show. This is one I'm yes. I started watching, so I'm very curious to hear what you say at the end of it. So here we yeah. go. We're looking for an artist. Someone who can restore a recently acquired collection of damaged videotapes. Well what kind of damage? Fire damage. Smoke, soot, water. The fragment you digitized as part of the collection. The fire, the Visser building, right? That's right. In any case, the contents of the tapes would need to be kept confidential for legal purposes. The fee would be $100,000. Well. There's just one hitch. Because the materials are so fragile, they can't be moved. So you'd be doing the work at our remote research facility in the Catskills. It's beautiful up there. Not a bad place to be all alone. Right. Uh... Before you say no, Dan, here's why. I think you're our guy. Creating this archive, putting this puzzle together, finding out what happened at the Visser, well, it would mean the world to everyone who lost someone in that fire. And I know you have a special understanding of a situation like that. Okay. So you're yeah. telling me that one of my favorite podcasts 
was made into a TV show. <laughs> is that I what this know. is? I honestly did not. It's true. I didn't know. Oh, really? You like the uh, the podcast Archive 81? Yes. I never oh knew it. Gosh, I didn't. Yes. This is the first time hearing that that was a thing. I had no idea. I didn't find out as a podcast until I did some deep diving into it after I started watching it. So, mm. yeah, sure enough, Archive 81, uh, based on a podcast. Um, I don't know how long the podcast lasted, but sadly, I'm going to preface this whole thing by saying uh, Archive 81 just recently within uh, the last couple of weeks was canceled. So we're not going to get a season two. Oh. And I'm going to tell you that while the storyline uh, comes to somewhat of a conclusion, it doesn't tie up all the loose ends, um, but it ties up enough to where you can justify it as a, black mirror episode kind of ending okay, okay. well the, the podcast went uh three seasons what it, you know oh, wow. what, what's a season of a podcast anymore yeah, it's just the beginning mean? and ending of a, of a story right mm-hmm. yeah, um, right, it's right. it's 35 episodes yeah they did 10 okay. episodes per season there was a they have something called left of the dial which is like extra stuff and that was an mm-hmm. extra three episodes a podcast about the podcast probably <laughs> maybe maybe but they but uh i never even heard of this until today yeah so we had somebody who recommended this to us and said oh yeah if you like this and this and this other thing you'd like archive 81 and uh so you and i both started watching it um i so it 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 uh starts out it started out for me strong i know it it wavered a little bit for you for me it wavered a little bit in the um the next to last episode and it does that thing that so many of these shows do these days which is the second to last episode is going to be a weird flashback that doesn't have any of the characters you love from the other episodes but it's going to kind of help explain everything that's going on Mm. i want to say like uh Mm. haunting of hill house and um uh the, the other things that guy has done kind of do that um midnight mass that kind of stuff Midnight Mass. That's the other one I was really yeah. Midnight Mass. I love Midnight didn't Mass. Didn't that do a? I, I loved it, but didn't it do that thing where I didn't? And I'm not saying that those faltered in the second to last episode, but they all did that thing where they do a flashback episode for the next. Oh to last yeah, yeah, episode. yeah. They all. Yeah. I feel like They're that's all, just standard for the genre I don't now. Remember Midnight Mass doing that? I, I I think that can be really egregious. So I'm I'm kind of. Surprise. I think it can be done yeah. right. Um, I'm, but I'm also one of those people that thinks the Fly episode of Breaking Bad is good. Yeah, and everyone else is annoyed <laughs> by this one-off weird thing where they don't actually progress most of the story. But I actually really like. I, there's a word for it. Yeah. We've talked about this before. There's a name for those episodes. It's like uh, mm-hmm. shit, whatever it is. But yeah, I'd, I'm I'm a fan of that sort of thing. But my my thing. So the, what wavered for me in the beginning of this, I think, was a comparison I was making immediately to what both the emailer had told us it was like, but also what I had just finished watching. So mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, if you like devs, if you like brand new cherry flavor, you like these weird kind of things, boy, you really like this." And I had just finished brand new cherry flavor, and this is mm-hmm. not to those standards. Like it's not as good as that. Absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 good. I can't it's imagine. Fine. I can't but, imagine that it would be because this is. I mean, this is not, this is a straight horror story, right? Like it's, it's, it's a thriller. It's a supernatural thriller. There's some, there's some horror elements. I'd say that, um, it's a little less horror-y than the, uh, like ha- uh, Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass and stuff like that. But it's, but it's in that, more in that vein, I'd say, than it is the, uh, devs 
kind of thing. Yeah, I'd, that was my I'd, impression I'd, as well. Yeah, and yeah, it's and, definitely and you know it's because, it's misleading because everyone says oh found footage, but it's not really it, not in the traditional sense of found the, footage. Not in the um, <laughs> yeah, not in the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, kind of it, like. The, it's it's based on the concept of fictitious footage that's found. Well, basically. not so, just that, but what I mean is like if you're watching Blair Witch, like Brian alluded to, it's it mm-hmm. you know that is like everything's about this old video, and yeah. the whole story is being told through people taping their experience, and then we found that footage. This is actors acting out scenes, doing things, who are right. now working on some found footage right, themselves. Right, but exactly. it's it's really a bad label. I don't think it should be called that. Yeah. Yeah, it's um uh but look so just to kind of recap what the the um the yeah. intro told us. So the story is about a guy who's hired to go up to a a secluded private residence in the Catskills and uh restore some video footage that was recovered from a fire of this uh this apartment building in New York. And he's a he's skilled at this. He can take stuff apart and take the tape out and clean the tape and do all these things to kind of restore the tape which blows my mind that you know i would think that the the magnetic tape inside a case would melt way before the outside of a case would but yeah. he's able to he's able to do this and through this he gets to watch this this um sort of documentary uh study that this woman is creating about this apartment building and the people inside it and she's got kind of an ulterior motive for doing this that we find out uh an episode or two in but uh uh, it is, um, it, it kind of goes from there. And there's, like I said, a demon supernatural kind of element to this, that, uh, a cult that, uh, uh, gets uncovered. Um, the ending, although isn't, you know, is, is technically the ending of the series. Uh, the season ending is satisfying for the most part, like I said, I would have liked, I definitely would have liked a second season of this to kind of explore an, uh, uh, another character's further journey sure. uh, in here. Mm-hmm. But you do get kind of, like I said, kind of like a Black Mirror episode. If you think of it as like a Black Mirror, like, what's going to happen now? Roll credits. Then uh, <laughs> then it's a very satisfying ending. Uh, that's a good that's way of looking at it. That's what I would say I like about that. the best uh, fictional podcasts that are out there. They're, they're audio versions of Black Mirror. And uh, like, that's really, uh, you know, that's really what I, I, I like to see. I like to find, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. listen to uh, more because, you know, Charlie Booker, man, he's not, he's in no rush. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing is I think it's a very hard medium, uh, dramatic podcast yeah. content or in radio. It doesn't matter. Like anywhere where anybody's doing like acted out drama on a podcast. I think that's freaking hard and yeah. to make it yeah. come sound right and be right and all that. Like even the best audiobooks often when they're when they're done that way where they've got multiple actors and things, even those you're just like, well, it's not quite the same as seeing this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when everyone can anyone can pull that off, and it sounds like Archive eighty one did because it was it does by yeah. all accounts very popular. I just never heard of it. The uh, the main character is a little bit of a connection to a previous recommendal that both uh, Nicole and I did uh, for the TV show Cake, that weird short form, yeah, uh, animated but sometimes not animated anthology thing. Oh, the yeah. main uh, character is played by Mamadou Athi, who is uh, um, he was the the main character in the. Oh, what were they called? No Jerome? No, oh Jerome, no. Like all the, it was a live action. 
segmented oh. thing that you'd get multiple parts of in cake. That was that and, weird uh, talking tree thing. There was a tree yes. in that. <laughs> yes. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and he's great. He's a great main character to have in this. As far as everybody else, there's, you know, a lot of people you're like, oh, I think I know something about, like I've seen her maybe. Um, Dina Shihabi is the uh, main actress, Melody Pendress. Oh, we and know once, her from some stuff. Um, I uh, thought we did, and I and I didn't look back to see Jack if, uh, Ryan. I th- oh, I don't know if you guys saw oh, that. She was. I saw. She Jack was in Ryan. the uh, oh, Altered Carbon. And, oh, okay. Uh, Dare, one episode of Daredevil. Yeah. Um, once I saw that her eyes don't line up, I couldn't <laughs> unsee that. And I know that's a me thing, this but is once Dina, I saw that, yeah. Dina Shihabi you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. Her yeah. eyes don't line up? No, that's yeah. Funny. Go look at her IMDb. They don't line up. And look, <laughs> you know, I none, none of us are purely symmetri- symmetrical. No, I know exactly. that. But... I know, Claire. I know. I'm not a, and I don't, I think she's beautiful. Don't, you know, yeah. don't get me wrong at all. But uh, this is like Brian it's, and Chins. It's the same deal. It's fine. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Like Brian and Chins. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, no, no, no one's woman. eyes will be more higher or lower than each other than Shannon Doherty. So this is still pretty. <laughs> Shannon Doherty raises and lowers the yes. bar at the same time. Yes, and yes. I hope she beats her cancer. She's awesome. All right, anyway, moving yes, on. absolutely. Yes, I won't be biased. <laughs> but anyway, Archive 81, uh, well, I should have said. So Archive 81 on Netflix and uh, Death on the Nile on HBO Max. Very nice. Here's mine. Uh, it's a documentary. It's on Netflix. And I just, I was hoping to finish it before the show. I didn't quite. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I've seen enough to make a recommendation. So here you go. I went to uh, dinner last night. Pure food and wine. It's all raw food. Nothing is cooked. Oh. At the next table, it's a super hot blonde. Then it turned out she was the owner of the place. I started nine years ago, and people didn't really understand this whole vegan thing. We've been growing steadily year after year. Sarma was the raw vegan queen. Okay. It's short, but it's uh, mm. bad vegan. It's a show where they, everybody tells you they're vegan. <laughs> where all, all bad vegans just tell you they're vegans. Well, and she does a little of that too. But bad vegan, fame, fraud, fugitives. Uh, those are all words in the title. Uh, this is a series on Netflix. It's part of their, you know, it's one of these true crime things Netflix does. You'd know the filmmakers from their uh, Fire Festival doc that was so good. Um, what was sure, that just called? Yeah. Fire? Mm-hmm. Fire? Oh yeah, right. Well, there just, were two of them, but let's assume it was the better one. Yeah, the better was it one. The one where we find out what it takes to get a case of water delivered to uh, the fire festival. I think so. It was one of those. It was the one on Netflix, and I think that was the better one. The Hulu yeah, one was fine too. Was, it was just like yeah. more talking and less actual footage on the ground. But anyway, they make really they're good at it. They're good documentarians, and turns out they made another one that I think is quite good and fascinating. Uh, this bad vegan thing is about this lady who, uh, in the early two thousands. Uh, early to mid, well, almost, I guess 2010, it would have been about that heyday for this. But anyway, she was somebody who was planning on going into into finance. Uh, she had just graduated college and was, she was super stoked about all this stuff. And then eventually people talked her into doing her passion, which was food. So her and a fellow restauranteur in New York, this is the short version of it, started a restaurant uh, that is all raw food and uh, wine, specialty wines. And it took off like crazy like celebrities loved it you'd see alec baldwin there every day and there's a big part of alec baldwin stuff in this story he's kind of weird but anyway uh (laughs) it's all about this this restaurant and how it was going and stuff until she met somebody via words with friends oh weird and this guy speaking of alec baldwin (laughs) yeah and this guy turned out to be a complete and utter psycho 
Like, I don't know oh, if I've ever, okay. they have all these like phone calls that he didn't know were being recorded of him. I have never heard anybody quite so manipulative and so abusive in my entire life. Horrible human being. Wow. She got her hook, line, and sinker into this relationship. It all ended up with her on the run at one point. So she was actually, you know, on the lam uh, for, for fraud. That wasn't actually her fault. Uh, her employees all did a big walkout. This is all happening about 2015 or so. She eventually did get arrested. She's in this documentary basically telling her end of things. It is fascinating. I didn't expect to like it. It's really good. It has almost nothing to do with veganism. Like nothing hmm. other than okay. other than she for a while there was like in all the food magazines and all the interviews on daytime television. They were all talking to this lady because she had this raw food idea and was going to take over the world. It was huge in New York and they were going to put restaurants in Japan and England and all these other places. F- just a f- you know fascinating story about that side of it. But that's all the veganism you're going to get. There's nothing else to that. Um, okay. Fascinating story. Totally recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's It's an original just came out there. This year, but I, I couldn't tell you when. A couple months ago, I think. And uh, it's, it's like six, six episodes. I'm four in. And so I don't know how things are going to end up, but it's really fascinating and uh, really well made. I can t- I always just tell a documentary that has more to say than just dramatic music and bad reenactments. Yeah. And this is one of those where they go, they, they're very careful about that stuff. And they, you know, they're not just trying to shove something down your throat. Apparently toward the end, there's a phone call that is really earth shattering that she recorded that's kind of controversial now because the, I guess there was some coordination between her and the documentary filmmakers to get the call made. Um, it doesn't change its impact, I guess, but some people question whether the the filmmaker should have anything to do with anything anyone's doing other than just documenting anyway. So I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to get there and see what the hell's going on. Um, but yeah, check it out. Bad vegan fame, fraud and fugitives available on Netflix now. All right, Randy. <laughs> I've been holding to this one since uh, forever. What do you got here for April 6th? Hello. I've got oh. a big red bar in Discord as well. Oh, that's yeah. not good. Let's oh, see what we, we got still here. Hear you. So if, that's you're, if you're hearing me, we hear uh, you. it's a, you know, mm-hmm. it's a TV show yeah. that I really like. Okay. And I hope there's more of it. All right, let's play it and see what we got. Really fills the space, doesn't it? Yeah. It's fine. Now, where was I? I'm being a pirate captain. Ah, Yes. Now, every pirate captain captains pirates differently. Traditionally, piracy is a culture of abuse. Floggings, keel haulings. And my thought is, why? And also, what if it weren't like that? For example, if your average pirate doesn't steal, he doesn't eat. That's a lot of mental pressure. So... I pay my crew a salary, same wage, every week, no matter what. Of course, it took them a while to come round to the idea. But I've included some amenities on the ship that I think will please them. Wreck Centre. Ouch! What is your f***ing game? State-of-the-art ensuite. Non-humans. The ballroom. <laughs> so this is Murray and Hodor go to... Go to uh... <laughs> Float in a low ocean, right? That's the that's so hanging the out with fl- with fake uh, Hitler. Yeah. Yes, fake Hitler. This, this this is our flag means death, yeah. and it is as you heard a comical documentary style. Uh, it, it it's uh, it reminded me initially very very much of Norseman, mm. um, only so much better. It's so much better. There's you know there's lots of shows out there that try to 
that try to, you know, be the office on a space station or the, 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 uh, you know, the office at a park ranger camp in the grand Canyon. This is, this is, uh, you know, this is a, a pirate ship. This is, um, a, a British, uh, lower noble, uh, in, in the Caribbean who just decides, eh, I want to, I want to captain a pirate ship, gets a bunch of random people people on it yeah. and to that sail for adventure nice. and uh it is it is really funny and it's 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 really well crafted that's the the main thing they uh, you know it's it's not a, a show that goes by the seat of its pants it's got a story to tell do you uh it feels like taika watiti has a plan to get all the genres done so you know he gets in there with his vampires <laughs> and gets the what we do in the shadows and it's amazing and now he's got this pirate thing I, ninja movie next or ninja show next he's got his uh, reservation yeah. dogs it, thing uh i i i don't really feel like taika waititi's hand is on this oh he, really really he's yeah, like showrunner creator he on definitely this thing. shows up He's he's like I main he's so. he's main dude. Yeah, I thought he oh, was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Our flag means um, flag. Yeah, our flag means death. It was created by a guy named David Jenkins, and uh, Taika Waititi does show up in a in a guest role, and I I mean he may be in the producers list, but I just didn't I didn't feel like this is just what we do in the shadows or pirates. This is the, it is it is uh, quite a bit different. It just has a, a different sensibility. And, um, oh, it, you're right. Producer. He's a producer. You're right. Totally. Yeah. right. It, it's, yep. um, uh, like I say, it's, it's a little challenging. Um, if you don't like this kind of thing a lot, you're going to freaking hate this because it captures every trope that has been, uh, established from Christopher guest all the way to Amy Poehler. Like it, it captures all of hmm. that. And it's got a, it's got a big helping of Monty Python, but it, you know, if you do like that kind of thing, this is uh, this is as good as it gets. They really know what they're doing. With I like show. everything you just described, so I'm in. Yeah, yeah. This is one we're we're for sure watching. It was just a matter of like when are we sitting down to do it. So uh, yeah, yeah. And I love I love that HBO made this happen because they, they you know um, the ability of a studio to throw ten million dollars, <laughs> you know, at a random. Uh, the office are pirates project is crazy <laughs> that that happens, that yeah. that can happen. Yeah. And, uh, I think they, I think they really hit a home run here. That's awesome. Uh, I, I'm totally down to see this. We, I was supposed to interview, uh, Christian was going to come on and do an interview for some show, uh, talking about this, but then I guess this exploded like after critics got a hold of it and everyone loved it. They amped up or tripled the like pressers and like the visit, you know, doing the interviews and all that stuff. So he just went poof. There was like no getting him on anything. Oh, wow. Well, and let's yeah. let's set expectations. Uh, you don't watch this show for Christian. Man. Oh, I assume not. You know how he's just like a you, side you, character. You right? know how you don't watch you don't watch Mythic Quest for Danny Pudi. <laughs> this is the same thing. He is so underused. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, he's. Christian Aaron is barely in this show and that's fine. It's, it's not, you know, it's not his, uh, right. I just, yeah, I wish they, I wish they had known how much I want to see more of him. Yeah, sure. He's just a, you know, he's a giant dude who can be your good background giant dude. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's right. a, there's some really cool surprises. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about any, 
anything past the first scene because uh, all sorts of interesting character development takes place in the first few episodes. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, it is uh, already on my watch list. We're going to definitely watch this. If you uh, missed any of this stuff, don't worry. Someone will post it somewhere. Randy's on vacation somewhere. He's not doing that. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, not. I've got it on. Um, putting it on uh, quicktms.li right now. Yep. So go get it there. Quicktms.li. Yeah, that's right. Dot lie. Doesn't mean it's not true, not though. <laughs> uh, Randy, I hope you're having a great time. Uh, I know you'll be, I guess you get home this week, right? End of this week? Uh, yeah, a few days. I, I just, uh, it, it has been so, so good. I, I mean, it every day, every day has just been so good. I'm, I'm melting into the landscape. I'm <laughs> like today we're, we're about to go, uh, we're about to go get in some kayaks and paddle up the Hanalei river and I may never return. Yeah, so why it was would you, nice why would you, you, you should stay there. Oh it was gosh. nice knowing you stay there when I'm there, you can have us over. But other than that, yeah, escape, be done, live there. I you like can that. be so <laughs> jelly. Yeah, I'm very jelly. All right, man. We'll see you later. Bye now. Okay. Well, All right. you know, that was great. But you know what's even greater? <laughs> what's that? That we accomplished yet another show today. We, we did. did it. We did. I would like to share a weird email, though, toward the end of the show here. If you'd like to send your own weird emails in, that email address is a simple one, themorningstream at gmail.com. This is from... I'll just read it as I got it. Yeah, yeah please do. Yes. <laughs> Hi. It says, Hi, my name is Tooth. Like teeth, okay? My name is Tooth. Do you think my name is weird? Thank you. Sincerely, Tooth. Yes. I, I didn't reply. Next, next email. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, what? What is, what is this? And who are you? And why did you send this? And was it just to get me to read it? Because maybe they, that's what they did. Yeah. Maybe they were just it like, worked. oh, I know what I'll get Scott to do. He'll read this for sure if I leave this weird thing about my name being Tooth. Right. But you know what? It may be weird to us, but we'll never, ever forget it. Uh, nope. You know, we may not be able to always remember a Mike or a Matt or a or a Joe or a John, but we'll always remember Tooth. Uh, Retlaw in the chat says that person is ten. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe we, I'm huh. sure we have some young listeners who would think it's you know this is this is like your, is your refrigerator running kind of prank call or whatever. They're just sure, sure. They're just trying to find their way. They're workshopping their humor. <laughs> this is this is going to be in their in their tight ten yeah. when they get up on stage in front of the hot lights. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh, thank you, Tooth, if that is your real name. I so hope in, you grow up and birth a child named Chip. Oh, that'd be great, little Chip Tooth. Yeah. yeah. What was last name though? Is like Tooth. Chip, son of Tooth. <laughs> I hope it's Tooth, letter E for middle name. Tooth uh-huh. E Grin, last name Grin. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So Chip Chippy Grin. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't work tooth as well. DK. Yeah, Tooth DK is even better. All right, there you go. Send your emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. Support us if you can at patreon.com slash TMS because, man, the lights need to stay on. How do we keep them on? Well, it's through you and your good graces at patreon.com slash TMS. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash TMS. And now, presenting a song from Brian Ibbett. What are we going out on? Right, you guys all keep the lights on. This light right here, right here in front of me, that oh, makes my hand glow. Nice. It's because you guys keep it on. Uh, all right, Jeff Wright wrote in and said, Dear Sprocket and Bicycle, I've been listening to y'all for a little over 10 years now. I'm turning 50 on April 6th. Ha- happy birthday. And I can't think of a better present than y'all playing a song for me on my birthday. 
If possible, how about a cover of Under Pressure? It's one of my all-time favorite songs. I don't know if either of you or the rest of the folks that are part of Frog Pants will ever fully know just how much what you do means to your listeners. You've given us a community we all need. Thank you for that. Love the show, though, and keep doing the Lord's work. Signed, Jeff Wright. Nice. Aww. I was hoping he would tell us if he if he's upset about the use of Under Pressure in the Ice-T song. Or the, sorry, the no oh, the he changed it, Scott. You know, Queens goes dun 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 dun, but his goes dun 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 dun. Oh, he added a dun in there. Yeah, he added a dun. Well, then it's fine. Then well done. You know what? I will give him props. Well done. Yeah, well done. I will give him one prop. Okay, the other day he put up a picture on Instagram where he was in a convenience store, and he had vanilla ice. Did you follow vanilla ice on Instagram? Yes, and he's on. He's holding two bags of ice that you get at a convenience store. And then next to that is a lady was in there with a baby in a stroller. So it was literally okay. ice, ice, baby, and him holding them. That's that, pretty great. That's great. All right. That yeah. one, that does get props. Absolutely. I think he redeems that's his entire career. better than anything he released in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better than any song, any album, anything else he ever did. So good job, Vanilla. Van ice. Winkle. What is this? What is his name? Something Van Winkle? Uh, yeah, it's really a dumb name. Like. Yeah. Cheat cheat the system winkle. I don't know what it is. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to this cover under pressure. Uh so I already love the band Keen. Um Oh yeah, Keen's Oxley, great. uh, uh, uh chief uh, piano player, uh, pianist on that band and songwriter. He's great. Uh they put out some incredible music and they did a cover of Under Pressure that they released and was really, really good. I almost played that one. But then I said, Oh wait. Then they got together, Keen got together with Rhythms Del Mundo, this band that puts this amazing Latin kind of beat and flavor to everything they do. And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden we've got, we've got, we don't talk about Freddie uh, going on here. Yeah. This is uh, Rhythms Del Mundo featuring Keen and a cover of Queen and David Bowie's Under Pressure. See you guys tomorrow.
show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com hello youtube imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branch's organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96% replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.